Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 157 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're here to talk about, uh, well, I think we have two titles, so I'll say them both. Um, <laughs> the world is out of stock, um, also known as uh, out, of st- out of stock, how to deal with supply, supply chain shortages. Yeah, we'll, we can say that again, supply chain shortages. How to deal with supply chain shortages, so explain it, Mark, go into it. Everyone probably knows what we're talking about, but why don't you just give us a summary? Yeah, sure. I mean, you can't really, um, there's no corner of the American economy right now that's not impacted in some way by supply shortages. And there are tons of reasons. I mean, you can go on the news right now and you'll see that um, car production is down because of chips. Um, we can't get things shipped from overseas because no one can find enough of the containers that it takes to put on the ships. Um, we even had a, um, a, a thing here in the, the Tampa, Florida area where we've been asked to conserve water because of um, a water truck delivery shortage. Um, not because a truck is, not because there's a shortage in the trucks, because the drivers are out sick. So, you know, the things that are affecting the supply chain right now include factories shutting down from COVID, um, distribution chain mix-ups, and orphaned containers that are left all over the United States. Just a bunch of reasons why when you go to order something, it's not always there now. Yeah, and and I have um, have friends that work in all different industries, and they've all got something that's weird for some weird reason, you know, um, uh, China changed a policy and then they can't get this particular chemical anymore. And this chemical is what they use to make something that they put on commercial roofing. You know, there's, there's all these different things and it's not, it's not all because, um, you know, it's not all because people are sick. It's not all because, um, because, uh, people are being greedy, you know, it's, it's, a it's so many different things. And whenever the world is in kind of disarray, um, for, especially when it's various reasons, you're going to find the weirdest stuff is out of stock. Right. And, and that applies to, that applies to the custom apparel business, to the promotional products business. There's, you know, our business has definitely been impacted. Yeah. We've seen, I've seen, um, ink not being able to be manufactured. Yeah, um, because of a particular chemical shortage, couldn't come out of a particular plant that, uh, for whatever reason. Um, and I just see- want to say, um, you know, we'll talk about what Coldessie and Coleman and Company, um, some of our moves and what we've done in order mm-hmm. to mitigate this for us and for our customers. But you know, it's not like there are, just in case you didn't realize this. Mm. Not like there are warehouses of stuff already produced that people just aren't sending you. You know, for example, we have, you know, we had a short time where um, Muto UV ink um, was completely out of stock. It's not because Muto didn't want to make ink anymore. 
or Coleman and company didn't want to have ink in the warehouse. It's just the supply chain was busted at a deeper level. So it, it could not be manufactured for a short period of time. Yeah. And there's also a wave thing that's happening too, um, which, uh, which means that um, not a lot of folks were ordering something. So the yeah. people who produce stuff on various levels started producing less because that's how the world works. Um, and then a lot of people ordered it really fast. So the, you, they sold out of what, was the, of what was there. And then yeah. now they're in high production again, but they're a couple weeks behind. But and this, uh, and, and yeah. this, doesn't, this isn't just uh, you guys. It's not just us. I mean, we've talked to, I mean, we deal with some of the biggest brands in the country, some, some of the biggest retail brands that you definitely know, know the names of. And we're hearing the same thing from them. Yeah. Well, the so, good news in all this is, is yes, I thought, there's I great thought news. we were just going to complain. Great news. <laughs> no, I've, I've complained plenty today, so I'm ready to, to dish out some good news. Um, okay. So, I mean, two pieces of good news. One is every single thing that I've seen in our industry that's been out of stock in any, in, in, in any capacity has been temporarily out of stock for a reason that they know and then has come back in in surplus. So uh, we saw some ink that we couldn't get. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, oh my, what are we, how are we going to sell all this ink? Well, we got it, you know? Um, So everything's temporary. Um, And we've, we look at a lot of different companies plus lessons that we've learned internally. And we know we've learned some things that many different companies out there are doing to help get success out of this downfall. Yeah, because I, I do want to I do want to kind of point out a contrast here. Remember in March in 2020, when um, a lot of custom apparel businesses closed because they did not have customers. No one was buying anything um, for a very short period of time, and now you have the the opposite problem, right? Because uh, I know that Coldesi's business, you know, we we stopped counting the new highs for, for our monthly sales, both in equipment and supplies. You know, we keep, you know, we keep growing very quickly. We hire new employees because business is very, very good. And one of the reasons that, you know, people are out of stock around the country and some of these things is because business is so good. So if you've got to have one of these two problems, either no one's buying anything or people are clamoring to buy things that they, they can't get, then this is the one to pick. Yeah, yeah, and, and and there's going to be folks that whenever they're um, posed with a problem is when they put their hands up and give up. And those are the folks that you're going to get their business if you keep going. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna you're gonna get the success that they could have had if you keep going. And um, and and the problem is not that extreme. You know, I think that. The thing that uh, someone shared an article about this guy who was going to close down his t-shirt business because he couldn't get shirts. Oh yeah, right. And, and I was like, maybe should I just call him because well, I we mean, have we talked like, about we, we, we have talked yeah, about that. I've got like four hundred styles in stock on Coleman and Company. You know, we just got a massive amount of vapor apparel t-shirts in. Just so many. You went to the warehouse recently, right? Yeah. There was it's, now not I mean, every there's, style there's not enough space. Yeah. Now, I mean, Not the a, funny thing is that was a Tampa-based news article. Yeah. So, so that guy could have literally driven to our Clearwater warehouse and picked stuff up. Yeah, and gotten shirts. Yeah. But 
you know, um, we also know, I mean, as you said it, you know, well, a reporter just called around until they found somebody who was going to put their hands up. Right. Right. So th- this guy might have might have just been waiting for a reason to retire or, uh, but you know, might have been sick and just said, I'm just too tired to do whatever the reasons are. That's not going to be you because you're listening to this podcast and let's yeah. go through the reasons why you're going to be successful, even though some things might be out of stock. Yeah, I think the um, you've got the the first thing that, that we're going to talk about is what we're doing right now okay. is you should be talking to your customers because we talk to our customers, you know, and uh, when you when you are are short on a product um, that you've already got an order in house, I mean, you've really got to uh, be up front and go and speak to your customer base about it as soon as you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And part of it is proactive um, and part of it's reactive. But if you communicate, if you have regular customers you communicate with regularly, it's probably a really good idea to just say, you know, Mark, you said this to me. Oh, we should address this. I'm sure you've heard the news about the ship chip shortage thing with the cars and not being able to make enough trucks. I'm hearing those things in our industry too. Yeah. Good news. I don't have anything out of stock right now. If you want to order something, I'm ready to go. Potential bad news. I'm hearing rumors that there uh, and, and facts and rumors that there's things in and out of stock in the custom t-shirt business or in the custom mug business. I just want to let you know um, that if something comes up, I'm going to be here to work to help make it happen for you. Yeah. If you can get orders in early, do it. You know, uh, this way, in case there's any bumps in the road, we have time to plan it. I just want to make a plan with you because I know you need these mugs. You need these shirts for for you, for your business. I'm here to supply them for you. I'm letting you know of a potential issue. I want you to, I want to work together. Yeah, I, I love that. And if you have some time, which I'd recommend you make some, you know, one thing, one strategy that you can do is if you know somebody um, that orders Richardson hats from you all the time, you know, or they order a specific polo or a specific t-shirt or a, uh, a promotional product, then what you should probably do before you call and before that person places the order is just start working up some alternatives. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're going to do this, you're going to do this in advance. If you don't have, I was at a, a wholesale cap site, not Coleman and Company, to see how everybody's responding in the industry. It says, hey, you know, these uh, Richardson hats in these colors are out of stock try these, you know, PC number caps that are equivalent instead. You know, you should have that information at your fingertips. So when you talk to customers or if you're expecting a big order, you get somebody that orders a specific item regularly, give, you know, give them a heads up. Says, you know, stock is somewhat limited on this item. Just want to let you know in advance, we've got a couple of good options. Here they are. And you also should, if you have regular customers, um, you should know, um, which ones are going to trust you to find a replacement and which ones maybe need or would like to see a sample ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So you could do a little bit of that work up front. Um, say, hey, I have a normally buy X shirt. It's inventory seem to be fine, but I've heard it's gone weird. I've got a, uh, I've got Y and Z. Um, I trust that these two are pretty good equivalents and, and, and maybe A is, you know, Y is better in this way and Z is better in this way. And that's the difference. Do you, next time your shirt comes, if you're out of stock, I'll communicate with you. Are you good for me to pick the, the best one? Because I know you, 
um, or the flip side, you know this customer needs to see things ahead of time. And what I'm gonna do is um, I'm placing a some orders for some shirts. I'm gonna order these two other styles just for you. And I'm just gonna send you two samples or I'm gonna drop them off by you just so yeah. you can see them. And you know that I don't have plans to sell these, but if there's an issue, I got it ready to go. And then um, hopefully if you've got some good customers, they're gonna look at you as, here's a trusted source for me. They're thinking about me. They're, they're, you're thinking ahead. And maybe um, it's an opportunity because those other styles could be um, easier to decorate. They could be more profitable. They yeah. could just be something you've wanted to work with and upgrade to, but the customer has been stuck on this other one. And here's an opportunity. So, so you can look at this as an opportunity to benefit you, benefit your customer, or just be prepared. You know, I, I like that because that actually happened to us with um, uh, Easy Peel Paper for our digital heat effects printers, right? We had, we had a, um, a week or so there where the um, 11 by 17 paper was precious. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so what we started doing in some cases is we would substitute the 13 by, the, the new paper, the, the larger size, mm -hmm. um, we would just substitute it, you know, call the customer and say, hey, you know, supply is limited on this one. I'm going to send you this version for the same price. Or maybe I've got something else I'd like you to try. I'm going to send you a few sheets, try it. If you like it, then that'll be what we, the order that we place for you from now on. You know, so with with apparel, it's even it's even a better opportunity for you to move your customers from one product to another. It could be a side to side move. You know, like you normally buy this polo or this hat. Um, here here's the same thing by another brand. It's not going to change your pricing. You know, nothing else is going to change except you'll have an alternative. You could go less expensive but more profitable for you. So, for example, that Nike polo is great. I agree, it's beautiful, but I've got this one. I'm going to sew your logo onto it and send it to you. If you like it, you'll save $2 a shirt. Yeah. Or it could and be if the it's other a Nike way, one, you might be able to save them 10 bucks a shirt. 10 bucks a shirt. And you or, make an extra five. Or it could be yeah. that you, you get them to go up at that point. Like the reason to have the conversation is, you know what? You've been buying this really pretty decent quality polo from me for a long time. Um, stock is variable. I'd like you to try this more expensive one. You know, so maybe you go from a more generic polo to a Nike mm -hmm. because the Nikes are in stock and now you've got them forever. They're going to want that better quality shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so it's, it's really, it's opportunity. It's opportunity to be prepared. It's opportunity to cross sell and upsell. And it's an opportunity to show your customers the, the diversity of your business because they may only look at you as shirt A with design B, and that's all they see you as. And then now you present them, well, I've got all of these shirts and all of these different ways to decorate, um, which also is another thing, you know, mentioning different ways to decorate. Um, you, could, you could also just let them know in this conversation, hey, by the way, I also print t-shirts. Yeah. If polos are ever out of stock or prices go up and you want to swap for t-shirts, I can do that. There's, there's just, you have to determine what conversations are right. We're, 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 we're bouncing around a lot because these are all good ideas. Yeah. You know, yeah. we want so, to get them out as fast as, as possible. Mm -hmm. But I think after talking to your customers and being upfront with them, yeah, but having alternatives in hand, um, it creates an opportunity, it creates a marketing opportunity and a great customer service opportunity as well. Yep. Yeah. And, and just having a plan makes it so much less stressful too. 
yeah, <laughs> which is why a lot of the people put their hands up and give up. They, they just, they can't handle another thing. Right. So if, when you have an extra an hour, you know, with, or carve out an hour that you don't have extra of, but you know, it's important <laughs> either one yeah. of those things, um, go ahead. And just to think of some plans, think of some ideas, just kind of get a feel for it. And, um, and then you'll be good. You'll be great. And, and I, I think it's also, you know, especially if you're dealing with uh, hard goods like mugs or tiles or, or anything like that in the, in the promo products business, if you're doing sublimation, um, stocking up is not a bad idea. Yeah. So stock you know, up. Uh, yep. if you, if you know, you know, or if you're, uh, if you know your, your best customer is going to order something in six or eight weeks or towards the end of the year, and it's going to be an excise order, um, you probably want to start looking for those now, you know, start, start taking a stock position. Um, this is what uh, cold Essie strategically did. Um, when things started to become a little bit hard to get is we actually, I mean, we bought all of the Roland to be in 20 printers, you know, we, we just, you know, for a time we were the only dealer in the country that had them because we saw that it was a popular product um, that people were just buying. It's a great product. If you haven't seen it, um, it's a print cut machine. Um, so we went out and we made as many deals as we could so that Coldesi would have inventory for our customers. And that's paid off. Supplies have still have loosened up a little bit, but we still, you know, we've got a, a dominant position in the marketplace with a lot of our customers because we're able to say, you know, I've got those in stock. Yeah, we, there was an opportunity for us to, we said, we don't know if we're going to sell a ton of these, but it seems like we would, we can get them. Other things are out of stock. We're going to take the risk and buy a bunch um, and start telling our customers we had them. And then it turned out that other places didn't and, uh, and, and the product was on back order. So some of it's, it's a little bit of, you know, you kind of, you potentially predict the future. There's risk. We could have it's, not it's, sold it's, them. You're making you know? strategic moves. Strategic making, moves. And, um, and also there's a difference between, which I like that example, but um, there's, but it was, that's very, very specific with a lot of other things to consider yes. behind the sure. scenes. Right. Sure. Um, but more so just if you normally keep 30 days of stuff in stock, or you don't even keep a rolling stock over a specific period of time, and you just kind of buy in as order comes in, you might want to think about keeping a 30 day stock or a 60 you, you day should, stock, especially with your vital supplies. Yes. And the thing is, is that the reason why this one comes up is because we, we have a lot of customers that they buy ink like every week. And I've, I've said like, why are you buying ink every week? Just buy a month worth of ink. We have, we have whole podcast episodes on this. Yeah. So, so a, a big business has a very specific chain of inventory they keep over periods of time. And this doesn't matter if it is what it is. Coldesi, we have a specific amount of inventory we like to keep for different equipment so yep. we don't run out. And anything can cause it to run out from there could there could be a strike for truckers next week. Right. Right. And you could be and you could just not get something. So it's a good idea to keep it some stock. And if you normally don't keep a stock, you should look into keeping what's an appropriate amount of stock, what's an appropriate investment. I mean, so, um, you know, like Mark mentioned about keeping stock and, you know, making sure that you 
Um, you're not using your own just-in-time ordering for vital supplies. I mean, we've done whole podcast episodes uh, that we'll reference in the notes about um, keeping inventory. Yeah. Because in an environment like today, if you've got, you know, if you're the guy that's running a direct-to-garment printer and only orders white ink the next day when they have a job to do that uses white ink the next day, then you there's a good opportunity that you're going to be stuck. Yeah, yeah, there, there's a risk in keeping almost no stock. Right. And some things are harder to keep in stock, right? I mean, keeping um, 20 different t-shirts in 20 different colors and five different sizes, that's a lot of inventory, right? So, and there's a risk involved in, in carrying that inventory and there's an investment involved in carrying that inventory. Right. Um, but if you have some very basic things that you use often, ink, paper, uh, bobbins, specific right. colors of thread, um, even backup parts, like, uh, having an, an emergency print head kit, you know, things yeah, like I, that. I think, I think it's a good idea to, um, separate your thinking between blanks mm -hmm. and things that you can, you can, um, maybe change your customer's mind. Right. So, so you can, you can substitute one blank for another fairly frequently. Um, if you're out of G4 DTG ink, you're out of that ink. Mm -hmm. If you're out of um, sublimation ink for your sawgrass printer, and if sawgrass is out, you're out. Yeah. You know, it's not like you can switch to another ink just for this one time. Yeah. And, and what, you should, what you should have is just like plenty of other um, uh, businesses do out there and especially longtime successful businesses in our industry and everywhere else is that they have a specific level of stock that they like to keep on certain things. They have specific backups that they like to keep on certain things. So if you have no um, specific time frame of stock that you're keeping things and you just kind of wait till the box gets a little bit low and then that's when you place your order, you're putting yourself at risk. Um, any product, could go out of stock. And this, this is, by the way, this is not, not just, just today. Yeah. This is always for the rest of your business that if, and, and people do it. We know customers that order stuff. They're ordering stuff every day. And it's like, the things that they're ordering are, are just normal stuff. It's that not that they're refilling time. different shirts. That, yeah, right. yeah. They're just like, oh, I'm, I order a box of paper. And then three ladies later, they order another box of paper. And five days later, they order another box. That's your. That's too much of a risk, right there. It's paper. It's the right. same thing. It's going to last you all year if you use it right away or not. It doesn't mean you hoard and try to buy all the paper. It just means that how many shirts am I going to sell in two months? That requires X amount of boxes of paper. How many do I have? I've got eight sheets. You're in a bad position because if there's a, a, a an inventory issue you're stuck, yeah. right? So, so what do you do there? You have, all right, I'm going to make sure I always have 30 days in stock and that's when I'm going to replenish or I'm going to make sure I have 60 days in stock and I'm going to replenish before I run out. So you're not going to replenish on day 59 because you, and then buy 60 days worth, you maybe right. replenish uh, every uh, 30 days or every two weeks, you look at your inventory and determine how you're going to replenish. Yeah. And uh, then you put yourself in a nice safe position where when other folks are hollering, 
do you know anyone know where I can get this ink? Anyone know where I can get this paper? Right. Whatever it might be, because you don't know what it is, you're going to sit there and say, well, all right, I'm going to keep an eye out for this, but I'm still pumping out orders for two more months. And then right. you call your supply rep or whatever, whoever it is, your vendor, and you say, hey, I hear you're out of uh, a particular needle or, 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 or thread or ink or paper. And uh, they say, yeah, we're going to be back in stock probably uh, September 9th. Oh, all right. Well, that's like 10 days from now. Yeah. I've got 60 got days in stock. Days of inventory right now. There's, right. I've got no problems. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's important to stock up. And while you're thinking about this, you should check everything now. If, if yeah. you're listening to this, you should just go through and say, um, you have a, does your printer have a waste ink container? Do you have an extra one? Right. What's the supply on those like? You know, um, what's your paper like? What are your complete cleaning supplies like? Are there any tools that you use? Um, is there anything that you always think you, you'll never run out of so you never really check yeah. that you potentially could? Just go check real quick. Right. So the, it's, it's really the, yeah. the surprise things that will shut you down. Yes. Right. And then maybe the next thing that you do is, is um, make sure that you understand what the shelf life is of the supplies that you use on a regular basis. Um, digital heat effects, easy peel paper is going to la last a little bit longer than maybe some uh, inks will, some liquid inks. Mm -hmm. The toner is going to last longer than... Maybe the paper will, you know, I mean, whatever, whatever it is, you know, if you've got uh, an ink set that will last for eight months, you know, sitting on your shelf, then it's time to do some math. And, you know, what is my typical month usage? Mm. How many shirts do I sell? How much ink do I use? You know, how much of a supply can I afford to set aside just in case? Yeah. And, and I would say this too. Um, I don't think anything is less than six months that we sell. So if you're listening to this and you buy supplies from us and you, you don't have to call your rep and say, how long does this last? Unless you're planning on carrying more than six months of inventory, which you don't, which, which standard warehouse rules of turning is probably, um, is usually not what you would do. Unless it's like you're a very, very small business and the minimum quantity you would ever buy lasts you longer than six months, you know? Um, but but standard for everything, if you're looking to keep a 60 or 90 day, so you roll through your inventory um, six times a year or four, you know, four times a year, something like that, yeah. you're going to be fine on buying all that stuff. I think everything we have uh, and, and most everything in the industry um, is going to last at least six months. So take care of yourself. Um, I think we've, like we went through this, but <clears throat> this is one of these things where I, I've seen it all the time. We have customers freaking out, yelling at us because we don't have something. It's not because we didn't order it because believe me, then I turn around and I go to the warehouse and say, how are we Why out we of this? It? And then the guy said, I ordered it in January, man. Right. You know, like he's like, I'm ordered it in January. It was supposed to be here in March. It's almost September. It's coming in a week. Right. And then I'm like, oh, all right. He's like, I, I planned ahead. You know, yeah. um, it's just something happened in there. And so it's almost like it wasn't anybody particular's fault. There's nobody, there may be somebody to blame like way out there, right? you know, way down the We're chain. We're never going to know those people. Yeah. Or, or it just maybe it's kind of just nobody's fault. It's just kind of a series of just bang of the a series of chaos in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So while we're talking, since, since you are going to be prepped on the things, you know, you can take care of, because you might like, you're probably not going to carry like 90 shirts and 90 colors and 20 sizes, right? That's a big inventory. Um, but but the, you're going to control what you can control. The things you can control, like maybe ordering shirts in specific sizes and colors and hats and, and or odd things, you know, maybe you don't use metallic colored mugs ever and somebody asks for them. Um, now is an opportunity for you to be a salesperson. So why don't you take that away for a moment, Mark? Sure. So um, this is kind of the what we talked about in being prepared in advance you know, having other options uh, for somebody to take advantage of. Uh, the mugs is a great example. You know, if you um, are looking for a plain mug, you know, and you want to decorate that with sublimation and you get an order for a hundred of them, but everyone in the country is out of plain mugs, you don't have any in stock, then that's an opportunity to upgrade to the metallics. You know, it's it, now it's time for you to go, you know what? I know that I've been supplying you with this specific mug for a long time and you're right. It is great, but I just saw this metallic mug. You know, I've done I've done a couple of them for other customers. They love it. It's only a little bit more money and it's actually in stock. So I can deliver the order to you on time. You know, what do you think? Should we just change that order for the better quality mug that I think you're going to love? Yeah, I mean, that's, I can't tell you how many times in my life I've called up somewhere trying to find something or look for something. And, uh, and the person who, the hands up person, just no, at no, nobody's got them. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Thanks. Bye. Right. And, and no attempt to, to make a sale there. Yeah. When, when exactly what you said, you know, um, it, you say out of stock and you hang up, they're just going to call someone else. That's what they're doing. They're sitting there calling. Yes. They're sitting there calling someone else or emailing someone else, right? Um, the next thing they're going to do is they're going to go to Facebook and ask. They're going to go to Twitter and ask. They're going to dial the next person on the list when they picked up, when they went on Google and searched for shirt company or mug company, they're going to call the one down the line. Yeah. If everyone is out of stock of that thing, the person who will make the sale is going to be the one who puts on their, has their salesperson cap on and looks at that inbound phone call or email or social media post as a sales opportunity and says, yeah. got good news and bad news. Bad news, that one is out. Better news, I've got something in stock. It's better. It's X, Y, and Z. Um, maybe it's even cheaper, you know, and it's right. a better deal, you know, or, and it's better quality. Uh, it's different than what you're looking for, but, uh, why, why'd you say you were buying them? Oh, because you want to give them out to new employees. Well, I've got silver mugs. They look right. super sharp. Very cool. I'm telling you, like they were going to be happy. They got a white mug. They're going to be super happy. They got the silver one. And, uh, and I can work with your design to make it really pop on that. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I mean, it's going to be Richardson hats. That's what's <laughs> going to happen is, you know, yeah. and, and I love this, this contrast that we've got here on being a salesperson and not because I hear it on the phone as well. You know, somebody calls up, hey, I'm looking for this. No, I'm sorry. We're out of stock. We don't have any of those. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it, but it's like Mark said, it, it's the person that goes, um, you know what? I've had a bunch of calls about this specific item. Nobody's got them, but I've got three great alternatives. Mm -hmm. 
the person that stops them from hitting the phones and just keep dialing is going to win. Yeah. You know, and, and you're not just going to win in that circumstance, but you're going to win on an ongoing basis because you're going to treat all those calls the same, but also the guys whose problem that you solve is, is a repeat customer. They will, people love to call the person back who solves the problem. Yeah. We all do it. We all do it. If it, because ultimately when you have a problem that it's not necessarily a fun and games for you to, to handle, it's, it's easy. If you can call the one person, you know, reliable, seem to be fair price, seem to be a pretty good person, the quality of the product was good. I'm just going to call that person right away. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot of lessons to be learned in that. Um, the other thing you can do with this is maybe you don't have a good alternative, right? Maybe you don't have something you'd like to sell or, or whatever it might be. Maybe all the alternatives seem to be in a weird position or just start talking to them. And okay, yeah, mugs are getting funky. Let's just use, I mean, we have a lot of mugs in stock, by the way. Yeah, so yeah lots mugs. of mugs. You can buy but mugs from we have We have all different types of mugs and I haven't heard that they're going out of stock. It's just a, the word we chose to use, just to be clear. Um, but um, I've heard a lot, of, a lot of folks say that this particular item's out of stock. I've had a bunch of phone calls on it. Um, so I honestly just ask, what are they for? Yeah. They're for new, they're for new employees. They're a new employee gift. Okay. Um, is it, is it kind of just the idea that you had to sell to give them a mug or is it like a very specific tradition, you know, that it's like a rite right. of passage or, or is it, um, no, I just thought mugs were a good gift. It, they are. Okay. So it's gonna be hard for you to find them. You might pay extra money, a premium for them now. Uh, if you want, I could throw out a few other promotional things that I can get you. Yeah. What are they? I got, I could do mouse pads. I got big gaming mouse pads. I don't know if you've seen those things. They're cool. They're like two and a half feet wide. So people can put them across their whole desk. Have you seen those? Super right. cool. They've never gotten that. Right. They've gotten a mug. Right. And you starting this conversation now they're asking you, Oh yeah. Well, I can just, I don't, I, I don't just have to put your logo on it. I could put other cool stuff on there. Do you have like a company saying or a motto maybe I can put on there? I mean, pictures of the staff of the building, you know, and now you just, you start this great conversation with somebody. They were looking for mugs. They walked out with gaming mouse pads. Yeah. That are a $10 product to a $30 product. And they, they think this is a better idea. Now they walk away being like, I, I called this company and I thought I wanted mugs. And I mean, everybody ever, does mugs. That was a dumb idea. Yeah. 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 I, that, that, was a, that was a boring idea. So find out what it's for. You know, right. um, they may it's, say, hang, may, hang on. I, I like this. I like yeah. this process that we're developing. Okay. <laughs> so so the, the premise is mm -hmm. if someone asks you for something that, that you may or may not have in stock, you always start your sentence with the good news is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then fill in the blank. The good news is, while I don't have that, I have these other items that are very similar. Or, you know what? The good news is everything like that in the universe is out of stock, but I've got some amazing ideas. Why don't yeah. you tell me more about what you want to do, and I'll tell you about the options that you've got. Yeah, yeah. And, and you'll find that, um, that so many people, the way that decisions are made when it comes to customizing things, 
because I've worked in um, a corporate environment where I made those decisions and I still kind of do, but we just kind of make things ourselves um, is uh, somebody's just sitting down there and they say, okay, we're going to a trade show. I need something. I want to give, I want to send out a gift with every customer I want. Maybe I'll get pens. Yeah. I'll get where I pens start looking for it. You know I mean? People are just, it's, it's, it's not going to be, it's different when someone says, I need a sports jersey and it's got to be this style because these are the rules for the league, right? I mean, then you do get trapped in boxes sometimes there where right. it's hard to get out. Right. But a lot of times it's just two ladies were talking at a PTA meeting and said we should have purple shirts with a tiger on the front. And, uh, and you can't get purple shirts. Well, just talk to the ladies and find out if they really care if they're purple. It might have just yeah. been their idea. And that, yeah. no. You know, so, so I, we don't have purple shirts. We have hats. You think the kids would like to actually, that's a good idea. We're, we're, we're going to be outside if it's sunny out. Yeah. You know, so it. there's uh there's plenty of fun to be had with this. Did you just this, do a commercial for like, isn't there like the red hat purple dress society or something like that? There's, there, yeah. If you remember, I don't want to offend you, but there is an old lady society about that. There, I think one of our uh, digital heat effects phone tech technician support people is a, is a member of one. Of yeah, those. my mom was. It's fascinating. Your mom was. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, so there, All right, there so is one more thing that you can do. One more thing you can do. You know, besides just um, you know making sure that you're stocked up and you have stuff in advance, that you're understanding with your suppliers about stuff that's not in stock, and that you're strategizing before you run out. You're working with your customers in advance. Um, and you're um, handling those phone calls that come in from other people when they got no from somebody else, you're, you're better at handling that opportunity. You're going to convert it. Is you could also see this as an example of an opportunity to expand what you actually do for a living, right? If you are in the custom hat business, period, and you rely on one brand or one or two styles or one or two colors of hats, and that's it, or you're just in the motorcycle jacket business, you only do two foot wide patches. You know, I mean, whatever it is, this is a great opportunity to look to the right and to the left and up and down and try to see what else can I sell those same customers? What kind of technology or capabilities do I need? Yep, yep. And some of these things are really simple. Like um, you just sell t-shirts, but You've never sold uh, hoodies or sweaters or socks or shorts or pants or, or jackets. So you could just literally just expand out the, the same technology that you use, the same machines you use, and just to add, look at more blanks. There's, there's an opportunity. Yeah. So, um, I mean, use, use um, let's say you've got a sublimation printer. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say you're in the sublimation business and you do strictly T-shirts for in sublimation I mean, the suggestion would be look at a mug press. Yeah, you get small investments. Yeah, exactly. You can look at blank what you have and what are new blanks you could do. Then you could yeah. say what's next level up is, well, what's a small expansion that I could add to my business and equipment? A mug press is great. Uh, we have a mug press that's a, like a few hundred bucks. If you, And then I think PayPal yeah, now offers like pay in four where you can chop that up into four for 75 bucks a month. You can be in the mug business when, if you already have your printer and all that other stuff. 
Yeah, and by the way, that's a good expansion for sublimation or for digital heat effect. Yeah, and it's a cheap thing. You know, it's, you sell a handful of shirts and you can pay for a mug press. You can put that in a credit card easily. You know, it's not a ton of money. Um, maybe you are looking to go bigger. You know, um, I've been doing t-shirts for a long time. I've been doing, like I'm wearing a printed shirt right now, a uh, polo shirt. Um, I've been, I've had a lot of people asking about embroidery. You know, yeah. um, maybe it's time to go bigger, invest in embroidery equipment, expand your line there because you keep hearing about, you know, these hats that folks want and you keep yeah. seeing requests for embroidery and you figure that you can do this as an, as a, as an investment and, and an add-on. Um, so the same with, if you're doing embroidery um, and you don't offer any t-shirts or anything, you can get a sublimation system or a digital heat effects system or a DTG printer. Yeah. Um, these are, are different in larger investments, but there's a point in time in your business where you say um, you're trying to figure out of ways to expand when there is a lot of kind of um, expansion and contraction happening in the industry at once. There's room for you to scoop things up while they're expanded and someone else has given up. So if you're if you sell a lot of hats and you're finding inventory is in and out and, and unstable and you decide I'm going to go ahead and move into the t-shirt printing business too. Somebody's going to call you up. Now you're set up for doing t-shirts, which you've never done. You've never sold a shirt before. Somebody calls you up and says, do you have these hats? You go back in time to what we just talked about a few minutes ago. What do you need them for? It's just yeah. a promo thing for new employees. What about shirts? Yeah, I guess I was, I was thinking sure. hats, but sure. How much are they? Oh, okay. That's actually a couple bucks cheaper than I was going to spend on the hats. Cool. You yeah. sell in, now you're selling shirts. You're in the t-shirt business. The, the, you've got, you, you've now grown your business and absorbed this customer that was buying from a different business who just decided to say no. Right. So while, while, while there was this ebb and flow of expanding and contracting, when it was expanding in one spot, you scooped that up. And now that's a part of your business and yep. you're going to, and you're the, pro, like you said, Mark, you're the problem solver now. They're going to come well, back. And I think, I think too, this is, you know, this is how our customers grow. This is how Cold SE grew mm -hmm. is, you know, we do have customers, for example, that get an Avanti embroidery machine and they end up buying another one before the end of the year. And then another one the next year and they expand their embroidery business. Same with DTG printers, everything that we do. But most of our customers that grow are adding new technologies and new offerings. Mm -hmm. So it's somebody that um, has an embroidery machine and they buy a digital heat effects printer or they buy a DTG printer. It's somebody that has um, a sawgrass sublimation printer that wants to do cotton and they go into DTG. You know, or it's uh, somebody that is has always been interested in the sign business. So they add a BN20 to their existing shop. Mm -hmm. And this does a couple things. It does exactly what Mark said. You have more things that you can sell if there's something that's out of stock. Um, you get new and different customers. In general, it just makes your business more resilient. Yeah. You know, so for when, when um, for a short period of time, it was hard for us last year to get direct garment printers. Well, eight years ago, we only sold embroidery machines and, and direct garment print printers. So that would have been 50% of our business was down, you know, but now we have digital heat effects and Sawgrass and, and Roland and even Epson DTG printers now. So as these fluctuations in supply and even in people's interest, you know, if they're more interested in one technology than another now in general, you know, Coldesi rises with that. And so do our customers, 
because they're adding these technologies, they're not just going, ah, oh, I, I own a donut shop. That's all I can do. And no one wants to buy donuts anymore. You know, that, that'll never happen to you if you start, you know, looking at what's happening now, making adjustments to your business. So you, you add a new, you get a mug press and offer custom mugs, or mm. you add a DFX printer, digital heat effects um, transfer printer to, to your business. So you can add 10 more offerings to it, or you start doing embroidery. All these things are, are really not, they're not a million dollars. Yeah. And you can make a lot of money with each individual version of these technologies that we're talking about. Yeah. And there's, there's just a lot of ways to go do it, you know, and there's levels you can do these upgrades, you know, you can start offering different blanks. You can offer, add a different type of a heat and rest machine or add a whole new technology. But if you look out there at um, businesses and how they grow, one of the ways that a business grows is by adding a new product and selling it to the same group of people that buy from them. And then also uh, that, that then attracts a new, another group of people who will buy other things you sell. So when, um, when uh, pharmacies first started, they just sold medicine. Now you go to a pharmacy and you can get photo albums made and Christmas cards made and you can buy groceries and, and snacks, you know, and toys, you know, and all these things because they realize like, somebody's going to come in and buy medicine and they're going to walk out with a toy, you know, um, or somebody's now on their way to a birthday party and they want yeah. their Zoloft before they get there. <laughs> yes. And they're going to pick up an extra toy for the, for the birthday. <laughs> or they're going to walk in with their kids and their kids are going to beg for a toy. Or now they're going to come in and buy pictures and they say, why, why am I not refilling my stuff here? I come here yeah. for, to print pictures all the time, you know? So, so that's what you're taking that same logic and bringing it to your business, but you're using an op, you're using an opportunity now of when things are out of stock, you realize that more people are going to be calling around, more people are going to be scrambling. So while that's happening, you're taking that opportunity to kind of bring more stuff in. So, um, you know, just to wrap up the four things or five, four, five, I'm just going to say them and we'll, we'll count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk to your customers yeah. ahead of time, you know, communicate, stock up, doesn't mean hoard or necessarily try to buy everything in the world. Just make sure you got stock. Be flexible. If you normally sell shirt X, it's okay to sell shirt Y. Don't have to freak yeah. out about the fact that, um, that you're not going to do the exact same thing. Um, be a salesperson, upsell, cross sell, ask questions, talk to people, and then uh, expand what you do, do something new. If you that's do all five. this stuff, that's five. Okay, good. That's five. Right. I, I was so, writing them down just so we'd know <laughs> no matter what, don't give up. Yeah. Don't be this. People are going to put their hands up this year because just, it was a little too frustrating getting some things. Yeah. It's not that bad by any means. We have so much yeah. stuff in stock; it's ridiculous. The warehouse is yeah. busting. Not, not we're not we're not uh, uh, afraid. We don't have anything. We're busting with things. We just don't have everything. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a challenge with inventory. It's be prepared. It's probably going to be all the next year. Mentally prepare yourself. It's going to be 
forever. You, you, you know, you know what? I'm I'm going to give my uh, my last comment about this. Okay. And that is, um, there were there will always be times when something is out of stock. One hundred percent of your business career, you your things were going to be out of stock. There, it's unusual now, but this always happens. And if you go through those five things that Mark Vila just kind of kind of went through with you, then you'll not only be prepared for when things might be out of stock and save yourself a lot of heartburn, but you're setting yourself up for um, just a getting new customers, selling more profitable items, and having a more robust and resilient business in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you learn so much by practicing exercises like this. You know, um, there's a period of time where, where all of us thought, you know, why should we sell this machine? Why should we sell this supply? Does it even make any sense? And then when you sell it, you learn so much more. And then you realize I should have been selling this from the beginning because my customers like it. I like it. It's good for the business. We feel healthier and stronger than we ever have before. Um, and you're set yourself up for success. So I think that the, you know, the world, uh, the world's out of stock, but it's just a really great opportunity for the folks who are going to do these five things to have the best, their best year ever. I love it. I cannot believe that that was episode number 157 of the custom apparel startups podcast. Wow. At least I hope I numbered it right. (laughs) Um, I just went to the website. Yeah. And I saw the last episode was 156. Yeah, that's how I do it. So, that's how I do it. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening. This has been uh, Mark Stevenson. And Mark Vila. You guys have a great business. Bye.